This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan and Alexis Adams, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, Ridiculously Self-Indulgent, bonus episode, 7 Centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, Alexis and I review the May 1st show in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, at the Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent, Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Well, this is a real treat, Ethan. You brought in a special guest, Alexis Adams, to join us on this episode. Very exciting. Welcome to the podcast, Welcome, Alexis. Alexis. Oh, well, thank you. Actually, uh, Frank left the door unlocked, so I just kind of let myself in on this one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are we going to do with that intern? Man, you cannot bring him anywhere. I know. (laughs) Now, I I think, uh, Alexis, I think I first met you at the star ceremony. I I think so, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe so, because I didn't get to go to, like, the UHF, like, celebration in Tulsa or, like, uh, well, I wasn't there Al- either. Al- Alcon or um, I wasn't there either. whatever whatever ones they were. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I think I finally met a lot of people from Huawei, finally, at the star ceremony, which I didn't even plan on going to. I happened to be in Los Angeles anyways, and I was like, well, you know, I might as well. Why not? And it was it was a, it was a very good decision. Yes. One of the best decisions I ever made, so. <laughs> and had you ever met uh, Dave, or Dave, have you ever met Alexis before then? Uh, I I think once or twice, very briefly. I know we went to the UHF screening in Providence. We were all there. Okay, yeah. I was at that uh, one. I don't think I before. met you, though. No, we all went out to dinner at... Um, beforehand and just kind of hung out oh. that was actually where yeah, i wasn't dave, invited dave told um al he was getting his star on the walk of fame was at that what's at that screening that was a really cool i moment. remember that i filmed it and then dave i think well, yeah, he posted the, the video well, the, the, yeah that's where i i mentioned that we had finally raised the entire forty thousand dollars that they needed to install that star forty thousand dollars for a tiny little 12 by 12 uh. <laughs> anyway that's a whole different episode um so we have a lot to get to tonight, uh, but I, I did have one slight update um, from my review last night. I was talking to Jeremy Samples, actually after the show tonight, so spoiler, Jeremy Samples was there, um, and he mentioned that last night, at the end of Melanie, Al did not do his normal like pause before the last lyric, so um, I hadn't noticed that, huh. uh, or if I did, I didn't write it down, so it was I was glad that Jeremy pointed that out for you know, the uh, completionists out there who want to hear every last detail. And if you're listening to these bonus episodes, you want to hear every last detail because we are going to tell you every last detail. <laughs> hey, why I'm else are you on Ethan and Alexis to tell you every last detail from even, tonight e- in Hampton Beach? Even the details you don't want to hear, we're going to tell you anyway. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me start. Uh, before you get to, I'm sure you have some questions for me, Dave. But before I, I get into anything, I want to point out that actually yesterday on my way up to Orno, Maine, um, I ran into a little bit of car issues. Um, it's something that I've, I've had an issue with in my car before, and it's something called the um, brake light sensor or something. 
Um, so I was having that issue again today, uh, and I was able to, on my way to Hampton Beach, I stopped and I fixed it. I replaced the, the part, and I fixed it all by myself. Look at you. <laughs> wow. Gold star. <laughs> Um, so I have a suggestion for you, Ethan. Next time, why don't you just ask our intern, Frank, to do it for you? Yeah. I should have, but he's not to be trusted with something important like that. <laughs> I guess you have brakes. You kind of need those in a car. Right, Those are a pretty right. important part of a car. <laughs> Luckily, it was just well, the I'm sensor, not, not the brakes. brake issue. Yeah. <laughs> I think it... it uh, it's just the sensor, so it was giving me like the check engine light and weird things, and I couldn't do cruise control. And um, if the, if that sensor went off before I left park, then I couldn't actually leave park. Oh no! So it was oh, it could have wow. been very bad, but luckily I was able to uh, to make it work, and I made yeah. it here. Uh, I checked in to well, how long how long was the ride from? Uh, Orono to Hampton Beach. It was only about three hours, so really not too bad. Ooh, okay. Um, you definitely need cruise control for something like that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's a 70 mile per hour speed limit, so it's nice to have cruise control. I drove like a little over two hours from the Cape today to come up to Hampton Beach, and cruise control was my best friend, let me tell you. <laughs> so if I ever lost that, forget it. <laughs> Uh, I do have. Uh, I like that. Uh, I like that you guys said that you drove two hours and three hours because I that that's like a for a normal concert that would be a long distance to drive just to see yeah. any concert. But a normal person Alex, would not like, drive. Yeah, that's, that's I remember the first right. the first concert I ever went to was actually um, at the Colonial Theater in Keene, New Hampshire, and I drove. Me and my dad drove three like three and a half hours from the Cape to get to Keene just wow. to, for my first Weed Al concert, and it was like. It was such a good experience. It was, I, I'll never forget this. I came around the corner of the bus door when, you know, the old days of we could stand by the bus and sometimes he'd come out, say hi. I came around that bus door yep. and Al looked me dead in the face and said, Alexis, what are you doing here? And that blew my <laughs> Wait, 13 how did he know, year old mind. How did he know your I, name? I, I'd been like tweeting like all day. Like, you know, I was a 14 year old that had access to Twitter uh, <laughs> before they started deleting everyone's <laughs> accounts when they figured out they were minors. And I was like, oh, like, I can't wait. It's my first concert. And like, he, he, knew was like the shell shock like he blew my mind and um wow. he was like he was like oh it's so good to see you and i was like oh my god like i was like i was like what like what do i say what do i do and like that that honestly that night probably changed my life like in the weird Al fan base forever it was just like solidified like this is my place to be like <laughs> that was an investment on weird Al's yes, part yes. he's like if i surprise this young woman and, and say her name she's gonna be tour chasing Look and it. flying around and Solid buying merchandise Income, <laughs> solid income for the rest of my life, and that is correct because I just bought like tickets to eight shows this year. So, Al, you're welcome. Wow. If you're listening, you're welcome. Oh, that's so awesome. I was going to ask you, Alexis. I mean, we know Ethan has been to every single show so far on the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent. Uh, whatever the name of this tour. Advice vanity uh, tour. Self-indulgent advice vanity tour. Yes. <laughs> I was so close. I almost got it. Uh, so have you been to any concerts prior to uh, tonight's concert? Um, I was at New Bedford on Friday night. And before that, that concert was actually my first concert uh, post-COVID-19. Uh, wow. But the last concert I went to before COVID hit was actually, I saw Elton John on my 21st birthday in uh, Winnipeg. And wow. that was, that was a 
honestly i thought like i didn't expect much out of it i was like you know oh elton's like in his 70s whatever but he actually did like it was a very well put together show it was very very good and then i you know obviously i was in high school growing up like i wasn't able to go to many concerts as I wanted to to go see Al and stuff like that and tour chase. And now um, I have the unfortunate access to adult money. So now, now we are we're tour chasing this year. We've been to um, New Bedford, obviously Hampton Beach tonight. We're going to yep. uh, the Saturday show in Medford next week. Um, and then we're going to uh, L.A., the Saturday show in L.A., um, San Antonio on October 4th because that's my birthday. So if you guys are there, uh, you better say happy birthday to me. <laughs> Um, and then we're going to uh, Indian Ranch in August, and then obviously the Kennedy Center in D.C. and Carnegie Hall because everyone else is going to be at Carnegie Hall, so I have to be there. Of course, <laughs> of course. it's going to be wow, fun. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah and, and this just, just wanted to put a frame reference out there. Of course, we saw you in New Bedford. We were hanging out. We went to you and I went to dinner at the same place together, and everything. Yes. So I just wanted to put that out there so people knew that this was not your first. Uh, concert on this tour oh yeah oh yeah no <laughs> and, and i want to point out that um so we gave alexis a bunch of uh, of our stickers in new bedford and she actually put the new uh, inverted logo sticker on the back of her car i did i did so nice. that's a commitment that's awesome yeah so now when i get tailgated or people see me driving real bad um they can listen to a nice a nice podcast <laughs> you'll be driving bad and people are like well i'm definitely not gonna listen to this podcast yeah, with nah. this horrible driver likes <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome and a great compliment thank you for oh of course the sticker. yeah thank you the thank pleasure you. is mine and i was like i ref- i was like i'm gonna be that person who like i don't want to put any sticker on my car and i was like you know what this sticker deserves it Thank you. The only sticker. The only sticker. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, of course. Now no. you have to keep that car forever. I, I yeah. know. It's a, it's a collectible now. It is. One of one. <laughs> All right. I wanted to mention a couple um, just things that I thought, uh, Dave, you would appreciate and maybe our listening audience would appreciate as I was leaving uh, Orno this morning. So I go into the gas station uh, and they have uh, Oscar Mayer beef bologna. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard of beef bologna before, um, but it exists, and it was six ninety nine. Uh, and then in the um, drink section, they had plastic bottles of Moxie. And Dave, that was one of the drinks that we tried on our uh, oh, secret yeah. episode. I did not buy one though. I couldn't remember if we liked okay. it or not. So I <laughs> yeah, uh, I've I've not heard very good things about Moxie. So like, if you don't like it, that's like typical. Sorry, like unpopular opinion. If you guys like Moxie, it's it's disgusting. Well, I don't remember if we did. So I don't know if I'm offended. I don't remember. I think we did. I, <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. I think we did. So then, as anyway. I'm driving out after the gas station, I pass a uh, a service shop called Dave's Service Center. Hey. Dave with apostrophe S. Dave, nice. I didn't know you had a side gig. <laughs> so always I think th- it's just a really big fan of mine that was just it, it must to have been. Put a yeah, to me. Said, I love Dave uh, Rossi well, so much. I'm going to name my business after him. Now this this one um, <laughs> this one I'm going to give with a little shout out to. Uh, I just am assuming that our friend Jackson Scoggins is going to enjoy um, this car that I was behind today. It was a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> And they had a bumper sticker that says, I heart Bangor. Uh, Bangor is, of course, um, you know, a town in Maine. Their license plate said, got weed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Toyota, the 
was broken, so it just said yo on one side. And on the other side, instead of Corolla, they got rid of the CO, so it just says Rolla, and then they added the letters joint. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. <laughs> See, that's like, in, in the state of Maine, like, they're, they're, they're so lenient on their vanity plates. Like, I saw a picture of one where it was just a straight expletive, and, like, they can't, like, <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, I, I figured that I had to report that, um, <laughs> because uh, people would be upset otherwise. And I just got a ding, so sorry, everyone, if, if that made it to uh, the podcast. Here, I'll, I'll go into Do Not Disturb mode. There you go. Um, okay, so uh, checked into my hotel. Oh. Well, okay, yeah, go ahead. Checked into my hotel, uh, took a nap, and um, woke up, got ready, and just went right over <laughs> to the venue. All right, so, so I got to ask a couple questions before we get to the actual review itself. Sure. Um, have you ever been to this venue before, the Hampton Beach Casino? This was my first time there. Either Ooh, of you. I, I have, on the other hand, um, my second Weird Al concert was actually, it was during the Apocalypse Tour, it was at Hampton Beach, and it hmm. was um, October 5th, 2013, which was the day after my 15th birthday, I believe, 14th or 15th birthday, it was a birthday present. Nice. Um, and yeah, I'm obviously, you know, if, you know, the listeners at home, uh, if they don't know anything about Hampton Beach, it's a very, very historic venue. Their website, you go on their website of the venue and it tells you pretty much every single artist every year who's played there. And throughout, like around the, out the walls on the inside, it has like, you know, Duke Ellington and um, Janis Joplin, like the dates they played there. Jethro Tull, which I learned today, uh, the Ham Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom was the first venue Jethro Tull ever played at in the United States because they were the only venue who would like take the risk hmm. of having wow. Jethro Tull play. Interesting. Um, but yeah, obviously, as being a native New Englander, I've been to Hampton Beach many times, but this is always a, a venue I look forward to when it comes to concerts. Yeah, I mean... I I've been there two times before. There was actually <clears throat> my show number 27. I was oh. there and my show number 54. Oh, nice. Yeah, so back in, yeah, yeah. Back in 2000 and then again in 2004, uh, I was up there. And I really liked that venue a lot. And I'm, I'm sad I didn't get to go. Uh, I, I enjoy the venue's layout. I just en really enjoy that venue right there on the beach. It's, it's a really cool place. Yeah, I so wish I, I had a little what you bit. Guys thought about it. Yeah. I wish I had a little bit more time. I I showed up kind of in time just to wait in line and go inside, um, and I have a couple stories relating to that. Uh, so I drove in, and I'm just following the ways directions, and every lot that was like right in front of the venue was twenty bucks to park, and um, but I. I was like, oh, maybe I can find some street parking. So I went all the way around to the back, or I guess the front of the venue, and there was no street parking whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty packed. So, <laughs> right. so um, but then because of one ways, I had to go all the way around before I could go back. And as I'm driving, I'm like, you know, um, you know 20 bucks to see Weird Al. Like, I've already bought a hotel room. I've already driven, like, hours and hours. Like, it's not so bad, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I resolved that I would just pay the, the 20 bucks and, and be fine with it. <clears throat> but as I'm rounding back towards the lot that was right in front of the venue, I pass a lot really close that says five. And I'm like, I wonder if this is a five dollars or what else that could mean. So I pull in and this guy comes up to me and I was like, is it really five dollars? He says, yeah. I was like, that's a great deal. 
And he said, oh, yeah, I just do it to piss off all the other people with lots. <laughs> that's awesome. So I was like, sir, I am so happy that you are getting my money tonight. Oh, that's fantastic. When I got, I got that's here incredible. just about, I think I got here just about three o'clock. And I actually pulled into the lot behind the ballroom where, like, they parked the buses and stuff like that. Oh, cool. When I pulled in, it was $10. I walked around the block about two times. When I came back, it had gone up to $20. Wow. <laughs> so I wow. was like, I was like, hey, I made good time. And, that's great. Yeah. That's really great. Um, so as I'm walking towards the venue, I'd never been here before. And I guess from the back where there's the big stairs, uh, to the left was where the tour buses were. And I just assumed that I could still get to the front by going that way. So I walked around and there was no way to get into the venue. Um, and then I, was, I saw like this arcade and I was like, oh, maybe I can walk through this arcade and get to the front and then go in the front building. Uh, but the arcade like wasn't open. Like they were like doing construction on it. And oh. I walked in and like nobody was there. And it, <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't be here. So I had to walk back all the way around. Um, but luckily as I was walking back around... I saw um, our good friend Johnny O'Hearn. Hey, and uh, so hey, I, Johnny. I, I jumped in line with Johnny, and Heather was there, so it was good to see her again. And then um, I can't remember her last name, but um, and I would butcher it if I tried to to guess how I would remember how to pronounce it. But um, Johnny's friend Cat, who uh, was at what was it, Mohegan Sun? It was one of those casino shows. Um, do you remember Dave on the last tour? Yes, I remember Cat. Yeah, yeah. So Cat uh, was there. Was yeah, it was. Ooh, was it Mohegan Sun or was it? Probably, um, I think the other one. Foxwoods. Fo- yeah, Foxwoods probably. Oh, um, it was Fox. Well, yeah, yeah. If it was the last tour, then it would have been. It was Foxwoods, and so okay, so so it was her, and then her brother was there, so Foxwoods, it was really cool. July nineteenth. Um, yeah. It was really cool to see her and Johnny and Heather and meet her brother, and then not too long after that. Um, Alexis, you walked by. And you I joined did. us in line. And then not too long after that, um, Jacinta walked by, waved to us, and then like was continuing to the end of the line with her family. And I was like, Jacinta, you're sitting with us. Just yeah. don't stand in line. I like I like decided <laughs> to pop into the line with like Ethan and Johnny because I was with uh, Johnny originally and I had to Jacinta was standing across the street. For those at home who don't know, uh, Jacinta is also known as Flat Stanley, New Hampshire. Um <laughs> The goat. And uh, she had my ticket. So I went and I walked up the side street, got my ticket, and we're all walking back. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go back with the people I walked in with. I'm not going to go to the end of the line. But it was good to it, they, it was good that they joined us in the line. It made for some good, good talk. Oh, I, I want to mention before um, I actually joined the line, I saw two local like kind of entertainment newspapers. So... Um, of course, if Weird Al's in there, I need to grab one for my collection, one for you, Dave, for your collection, and then a yep. third one for Bermuda in case he didn't have it. So because there were two newspapers, I had to grab six newspapers. Oh, I, no. It was windy out, and I didn't really have time, so I just kind of put it in my bag. And um, unfortunately, waiting in line, I was able to, to check, and Al was not listed in either of them. Boo, <laughs> so, boo. I had to throw out uh, six newspapers, so sorry, uh, Planet Earth. Um, but uh, if you remember, Dave, from the first couple shows, I've been carrying this uh, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood live um, 
tote bag. It's one that I actually designed and I'm proud of it and I really like it and it's a really useful bag. So that's what I've been carrying. So I had, you know, all my stuff that I, I bring into the concert. And as I'm getting checked in, the guy said, you can't bring that bag in. I was like, why not? He's like, it's too big. I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? He's like, you have to go back to your car and, and drop it off. And then I remember that I have a slightly smaller, actually a much smaller bag inside my bag. And I said, if I can just shove everything in this bag and the bag itself in the smaller bag, can I go in? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I just I took, the, took the small bag out. I shoved everything in. Um, Kat helped me, you know, uh, I took, I, I was carrying uh, one of Bermuda's books. Uh, I took that out and I just put that under my arm and I put the bag and everything in it in the little bag, walked in. And then just put it all back in my big red bag. Was that what was taking you so long? Because I like got so in long. and I sat down and I was like, "Where is he?" Well, yeah, there was there was a lot going on, but and there was a metal detector. Wow. Yeah, and, there was. Um, um, because of the whole bag thing, I, I guess I missed the metal director or metal detector instruction. So I didn't take all the stuff out of my pocket. So I like walked through. Oh, geez. and the guys like, "Do you have stuff in your pocket?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, do you have a knife in your pocket? I'm like, no. And uh, he's like, well, what's in your pocket? And so I just told him my phone and my keys. He's like, okay. He didn't, need, he didn't question it. He was like, yeah, all right, all right. I guess if you have a pocket knife, you would say it. I, I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, I left mine at the hotel. Identify so. yourself. Um, so went in. It's interesting that the first time that I had went to the uh, Hampton Beach Casino, I had a little issue with uh, security as well. So oh. it's, it's uh, nice to see that they're consistent 20 years later. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I went in, and of course, Dave, what's the first thing that we do when we get into a venue? Uh, we head on over to the merchandise section. Yes. What was the merchandise section in this place? Wow, because that's a tiny little place. Actually, it was a, a pretty big them. area. Um, the merch was spread out. They had uh, the lunch boxes. They had Jim and Steve's CDs. The CDs were still, um, as last night, $15. So I think that's the new price for them, uh, up from the $10 okay. they originally were. Um, the venue had their own... Um, just venue branded merchandise, not with Weird Al on it, hanging from the ceiling. Uh -huh. And one of the shirts had like a bunch of music artists that have played there. Their names like kind of on it as like a um, like a design. So I looked very closely, very carefully, and Al's name was not on there. Um, if it wow. was, I would have gotten us each one, Dave. Um, and then um, I noticed that there were no Bermuda books, and I overheard. Um, either Marnie or one of the merch people say that the book had completely sold out. Hey! So, wow. bad news oh, for people wow. who wanted to get it. Great news that Bermuda's book is just selling so well. That's fantastic. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, the other really exciting thing was that this is the first show that I got to see one of the um, strings attached to her posters hanging up. Uh, so they had the Guilford, New Hampshire, Nature Trail to Hell, that really cool poster that our friend Jeff McClellan designed. Uh, they had that hanging up and it was for sale. Um, and I, a bunch of people were buying it. And um, I really wanted that poster because, Dave, you know, um, I'm a little obsessed with the strings attached to her posters. Um, I do have the... Sure 
artist proof version that I got from Jeff. Oh my goodness! But I do not have the VIP version that has the you know the number in the bottom corner. So um, I ended up purchasing. <laughs> you and I both bought it. It's I saw it actually wow. when the show ended. I was walking down the aisle and I saw it in some lady's bag, and I literally stopped because when I went up to the merch stand originally, I didn't see it hanging on the wall, and I was like. That is so cool. Is that part of like, I thought, I didn't know if it was a part of the package because I didn't see the date from strings attached on the bottom. And mm. she was like, no, they're selling it at the stand. And I was like, Ooh. now I got another poster. To, <laughs> I have like three, I think three or four signed posters now. Obviously, this one isn't signed. I'd love to get it signed. But it's just, Jeff did a fantastic job. The artwork it's is so good. It, it's phenomenal. It's so good. That's immediately going on the wall, framed and everything. And Dave, I wanted to let you know, I did look at the this, the shirts that were being displayed, and I did not see anything different about the shirts that were being displayed. <laughs> no, he did okay. not. Um, and <clears throat> while I was waiting in line with Johnny, um, and I was talking about how great Craigslist was, he mentioned something that was news to me, Dave, and you know that's rare, um, because I know everything. Um, <laughs> he said that um, that Craigslist extended phone call was actually not premiered on this tour. It was premiered on the last Strings Attached tour. Were you aware of that, Dave? Really? I was not aware uh, of that. See, apparently we need to go back and re-listen to the final show of the 2018 Vanity Tour because Johnny said that Craigslist has the phone call with the mother in that last show. Um, wow. So okay. I yes. Not... So we're going to have to go back and re-listen re to that. Um what was really interesting, Dave, jump, feel free to jump in. I, I'm just going to keep rolling through my notes unless you or uh, Alexis have something to say. <laughs> well, uh, well, okay. Before we get off the topic of merchandise, uh, I do need to know uh, if the Hawaiian shirt is back. No. It is not. Are. No Hawaiian shirts yet. Okay. No shoelaces. They have shoelaces? Okay. Yes, but they're just not available <laughs> yes. yet. Ah, oh. Yeah, they're really cool. They seem like they'll be cool, although we don't know what they look like IRL. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other questions, Dave, before I get to the show starting? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm... Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I do want to know, like I said, the, the three things I do always want to know, and I hope you cover this sometime in your review, either one of you, if, and don't answer now, just answer when it's appropriate. Uh, if there were any new songs that have not been played yet on the tour, of course, what that cover song is at the end of the tour, and on the unlikely event that Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast theme song makes a return, I'd like to know about that. We shall cover all three of those questions in the course of this review, Dave. Do not worry. Excellent. Um, Excellent. So the show was scheduled to start at 7.30, and very surprisingly, this was the first show that did not start within two minutes of that start time. It actually started, JW took the stage at 7.45. Ooh. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this this is I guess let's take a second was that, to So, so was that was that uh was that because I am curious I'm assuming this show was sold out this venue is is I uh, believe it was sold out probably and one that sold out. And I want to talk about the layout because here. People Dave. were still coming in or was Yeah, let me talk yeah. about the layout. So, this is my first time okay. at this venue and I, I don't know if this is how it's always been, but there are a bunch of rows. It's it's this big long 
kind of skinny yep. um, venue. Right. And the stage is in the center of the long um, thing. So there's there's people like way far to the left, way far to the right. Um, and then beyond all of these, you know, hundreds and hundreds of seats, there's actually some standing room and some tables, uh, for general admission. Um, and I don't know if there were people still coming in or not. Um, I was actually still waiting in line in the merch line, um, with Johnny and Heather at that point when the show started. And, um, I knew what Johnny wanted. He just wanted a, a poster as well. So I was like, Johnny, I'll just buy you your poster. And, um, you know, go go sit down. You know, because I've already seen Emo's set uh, much more than he has. So, um, JW came out. Um, was he wearing the the Jeopardy? I did not r- write down what he was wearing. Was he wearing the Jeopardy suit? No, he was wearing the um, the the t shirt that kind of sit like on the back. It's like that whole wall. And oh, the lousy, like, oh, the lousy t shirt. Yeah, with his like yes. uh, autograph, like monogram, like on the chest. Um. So. Um, he brought emo out and, um, oh, I, I do want to, I, I wrote this down here and I wanted to just as a special thank you to Jacinta. She, uh, was very generous, uh, and gave me my ticket for tonight. Um, she wanted to thank me because I got her to see, um, John Cleese and, and Chevy Chase. And, and she said she wanted to, to thank me, uh, with the ticket. So that was super nice of her. She's the best. She's the absolute best. And, um, yeah. uh, my seat was actually next to Alexis. Hey. So I had the best Ooh, seat in the house. He, you did. Not everyone gets to sit next to me. <laughs> no. Only, Not even by choice. No. Uh, only me and Jacinta got to sit next to you. Um, so Emo started, and um, he he mentioned that... Um, here, let me check my notes. Um, he mentioned that uh, there's 129 shows to go. So I, I believe he has his math wrong. Because um, <laughs> oh. if it's 133 and this is, what, the fifth oh. show, he would have 128 or 127 left, right? You're asking the wrong person. I'm gonna... <laughs> math, it's not my 129 is, is not correct. That's all I can say. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he had an well, incredible... Well, yeah, because 129 would imply that there were four shows, and this is the fifth show, I believe. Because like, New, looking at the, New yeah. Bedford was the, the second or third show, wasn't it? Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, New Bedford was the third. So if he so was, if he was counting... Fourth, fifth. Fourth, yeah, so if yeah. he was counting this show as not having happened, then maybe it, it was okay. Um, yeah. But I just have to point out that, um, you know, Emo is obviously a pro. He's obviously great. Um, this is the most comfortable I've seen emo on stage this entire tour. He was, um, you know, because I've seen his set and I've seen all these jokes before. I know when stuff's new. I know when he's just kind of improvising stuff and he was definitely improvising and playing with the crowd more than I've ever seen him. Um, on this tour, he was, um, just, killing it this was definitely his best set and mm-hmm. i could tell that he felt that too um he he um did just a lot of great stuff and um he had no drink however on stage that i could see 
Very important. Very important. Getting the very important stuff there for their spreadsheet. But what's even more important? No drink. <laughs> what's even more important, Dave? Yes. So, um, well, before I get to what the most important thing is, Emo was actually, from the time JW took the stage to the time Emo ended, it was 31 minutes. So Emo did his full 30-minute set tonight. Um, even okay. though the last couple shows he'd only done the 25. So I don't know if that was a fluke. I don't know if he was just like loving it and doing so well that he just got mm, stayed yeah. on stage or what. But he, he was definitely feeling it today. I, I, I could see even like but from New Bedford to today, like New Bedford, you can kind of feel like in the air it was kind of a little, little awkward. Wasn't really like, I guess maybe going like full force, but today it was like, it was like seeing a new person yeah it was he just he just kept going and the crowd was loving it they were standing ovation as soon as the house lights came on everyone stood up it was it was great it was fantastic uh i do want to point out that there there was a yellow square again tonight and i could see it and it was yellow dave gosh darn it um i was (laughs) <laughs> I've only seen it once, and, and from my vantage point, it looked green. So well, I, I'm happy. It, it to, was yellow. To... Still yellow. It's always <laughs> been yellow. To, it's to still see. yellow. It'll always be yellow. Um, I also wanted to point out, and I actually missed this, but thankfully, Jacinta told me, at the end of Emo's set, he took the microphone, put it in his pocket, and walked off. And um, <laughs> I love that. so, wow. what I don't know if Alexis knows this, but after a show on the first Vanity Tour, um, I went up to Emo and I said, Emo, I think it would be really funny if at the end of your set, you took your microphone, put it in your pocket, and walked off. And um, after that, he would do it almost every night on the Vanity Tour. So, right. this was the first night of this tour that he actually did that um, the joke that I suggested at the end of, of his set. And, Look at and, you, being an influence. Um, I'm an influencer now. Uh, so, that was really cool. Unfortunately, I didn't see it. But I heard her, like, lean over and tell you. And I'm like, what do you mean he put the microphone in his pocket? Like, <laughs> Um. Um, is there anything else you want to cover? So no, yeah, Alexis yeah, well, or Dave just on a, emo. Just an observation. Just an observation on emo. I'm uh, just uh, curious uh, if maybe emo gets directions ahead of time as to whether or not how long to go based on certain venues. And I don't know if this place is like that or not. Have like uh, like um, curfews and, and time restraints on them. Like you can't perform past a certain time or they have to close at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if, uh, based on the show time and how late they can go, if, if emos, the set, the emos kind of the, uh, the piece of the puzzle that gets, you know, moved, you know, yeah. they say, mm-hmm. oh, Although you know, we need to five wrap minutes, up by a certain amount of time. Five minutes seems minuscule, but, um, yeah, I was wondering that too, Dave, maybe because it was a, technically 7.30 show yeah. and maybe they let him do the right. full 30 or maybe he just maybe he, he doesn't get the direction and they say you can do 25 to 30 and he just yeah just calls it himself it. yeah yeah who knows well somebody knows not us <laughs> well, maybe one day i think um i when we uh, went to our pre-show dinner tonight i was with johnny and his friends um Someone said, I forget who it was, I think Hampton Beach, like the ballroom is like, Hampton doesn't really have a curfew for their like performers, so they can just kind of obviously not go over their time, but if they go over their time, it's not like a huge deal. It's like, oh, whatever. Like they, Mm. the town of Hampton, I guess, doesn't have a curfew for like artists. So 
not in, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't even notice that, think, or to think of that. Yeah, I, bef- well, I guess we're going to continue to track it whenever we'll we track can, it. And, yeah. and we'll figure out <laughs> emo how long, tracker. you know, emo goes whenever we, emo, the emo tracker, that's what we now we need a whole new spreadsheet <laughs> just for emo. Well, um, I want to point out some really, uh, a couple things that I saw during intermission. So I got to see Jeremy samples during intermission, so it was nice to see him. That's the first time I got to see him of the night. Um, I noticed one of the crew members on stage was wearing a new shirt, and it's um, Dave. I know you've seen these before. I don't, maybe only hardcore collectors um, or people who pay attention really hardcore would notice. But sometimes um, the crew will be wearing a shirt provided to them by one of the companies they use. So this was a custom shirt from Empire Touring, and it had Weird Al's tour and 2022 um, in the logo on the back oh, of the wow. shirt. Um, all white printing on a black shirt. A very cool, some that I would love, a shirt that I would love to have for my collection. It's very cool. I'm sure you'll see it pop up on eBay in a couple months. Well, we can only hope. <laughs> oh, I hope so. And Dave and I will be wrestling for that along with our other um, obsessed friends. Um, there was a kid in the front row wearing a hot dog hat. Hot dog kid. <laughs> yes, Alexis uh, named him Hot Dog Kid. Um, and then kid. right behind Hot Dog Kid was this woman... Wait, 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 wait. You're going to have to explain this hot dog hat to me. You can't just say a kid is wearing so, a hot so dog you hat know, and move on. You know, like how, you know how they have, like, in Wisconsin, like, they have, like, the cheese, like, the foam cheese hats. <laughs> it was, right, it was yeah. like, a, like, a cheap, like, foam, like, hot dog, like, a hot dog, like, in, like, a boat. Like with like a line of mustard on it, like a hot dog hat. Like <laughs> yeah, it was foam, I think. Like yeah, a it was gigantic, like a, some thin, like cheap hot foam. Hot dog was as you big get, as like, his Dollar head? Tree or something. What was that, Dave? Was the hot dog like as big as his head? Honestly, yeah, it was it, bigger. Uh, bigger than his head. Yeah, yeah actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I, I'm so sad I missed that. Well, and that was not even the wackiest thing because right behind that kid was there a woman? Did you see? I don't know if you saw her, Alexis, but she had a. A skeleton on her lap. You know, I, like a, I saw that towards like the end of the show when the show ended and the house lights came on. I'm like, you know, walk. We're walking towards a merch stand, and I like glance over and I'm like, oh, okay. And not like an action figure. Like it was probably like two, like, or, two or three feet. Yeah, tall. it was like one of those. Like it looked like one of those ones you get at like you know Hall- the Halloween store. And yeah. you, like hang it like on your porch, like where you'd hang your wind chime. Like it looked like one of those, like yeah. type of like like skeletons, and it's just bigger like, than the size you'd expect someone to be wearing yeah. around their neck at a yeah. Weird Al show. So that was very interesting. What is in the water in Hampton Beach? Honestly, New Hampshire? it wow. is okay. it's it's New Hampshire. You, I would. It's like the Florida of the Northeast. <laughs> like anything that can happen will happen in the, in the state of New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, I love it. So um, well, now that we've insulted all of our New Hampshire listeners, let's move on. I, well, no, before we move on, there was another uh, shirt that I wanted oh, to point one. out. another one. Oh, no. This, no, it wasn't quite like a hot dog or a skeleton, um, but I believe it was like a, a, a waitress or someone from the venue. I didn't see the front of the shirt, but the back of her shirt said, eat it, drink it, live it. And I was like, how appropriate for a Weird Al show to have Eat It on your shirt. I know. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Um, the show. Uh, if that one was for sale as part of the venue merchandise, I probably would have picked it up. If it if it was for sale, yeah. I would have bought myself one. I would have bought you one, Dave. Um, All right. So, so emo, we're on the same page. Emo left the stage at 816. 
and the show started at 8.38, so uh, 22 minutes uh, intermission. And okay. That's about on par, yeah. So the whole band came out, and it, it was at this point that I yelled El Maestro, but it was during a lot of cheering, and I don't believe um, anyone on stage heard me yell El Maestro, but I did attempt an El Maestro at the beginning there. Okay. Um, I was sitting very so five rows back um very close to the center but still on jim's side just slightly and um the show started al came out he was wearing a black shirt with uh green and white leaves uh it's definitely one that i've seen him wear before and the first song was lame claim to fame oh okay that was I. I liked. I liked how he started with that one. That's like a nice like opener. Get the crowd going. Yeah, it's definitely a fun one, and it has Ruben playing the cowbell. Um, and any uh, lyrical changes like on the first time with no, Lin Manuel? No, no lyrical Miranda, changes. Yeah, yeah Lin Manuel Miranda's poodle knows me by name. No, nothing <laughs> like that. Just regular straightforward lyrics. Yeah, yeah. just regular straightforward yep. and. Um, it also, I wanted to point out that um, just how the stage was laid out, I could actually very clearly see all five band members. Yes. So I, was, I was very happy to be able to see Bermuda and Ruben. Cool. And, of course, Steve and nice. Jim and Al, but I usually <laughs> can see at least the three of them. Um, so the uh, show started off with Lane Claim to Fame, and then that's when... Uh, after that, Al goes, hello, Hampton Beach. He said, uh, um, this was the, uh, I believe he said seventh time that they've played the Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom. And he said the first time was back in 1985. And he said that he knows that mm. because Bermuda told him and he's the archivist and keeps track of that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he said that, um, you know, it's a weird venue because it's um, so spread out, as as we were describing before. Right, right. And so he said it's usually hard um, with the costume changes and stuff for everyone to see because, um, you know, it's, it's just hard to, to be able to see all that in the video screen. So... Um, he said, uh, so luckily you guys aren't missing anything with this show. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely um, like I was talking to you guys about earlier when we were just kind of, you know, shooting the breeze inside. Actually, it was all all chair seating for the most part on the on the floor before like the general mission, like standing room only. There actually used to be kind of like where we were sat, Ethan, there was used to be tables behind us, kind of like a high school cafeteria. Because when I saw hmm, Al here during okay. the Apocalypse tour, I was sat like in that section, like where the tables were. And it definitely was, it was very like, very awkward, very weird. And like Al said himself, it was <laughs> definitely very hard to see from like different angles yeah. with the video monitors and stuff like that. Because it's just like, it took up so much and so much space and it's, you just can't enjoy it as, as much as you would like to. But they definitely, this layout was a lot better. It was, you could see a lot more and it was fantastic. It was also at this point that uh, Emo was thanked. Al thanked Emo. And he said, it's a pleasure to share airborne droplets with him on the bus. For six months. (laughs) For six months. (laughs) Uh, So then Al. I got to ask you, Ethan, you haven't reported yet on whether or not Steve was wearing sunglasses. Well, I will tell you that I wrote that down on the next page. So Ooh. if you, this is going to be okay. a, oh, a cliffhanger. A little teaser? Okay. Okay. Um, All right. 
<laughs> but I did I did make note of it. So then Al said, this next song makes about as much sense forward as it does backwards. Um, and uh-huh. what was really interesting is they, obviously Bob was the next song. Um, right. Al has his little table with his little instruments and his water and stuff. And there was no harmonica on yeah, his table. He, he like got up, looked around, oh. got on like he got down, kind of like on his not on his hands and knees, but he got down on the floor and he's like looking around, looking under, as and if he, it fell. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, we usually have a harmonica, but it's not here." So we'll be harmonica less tonight. <laughs> uh, and they went right into really? the song. Yeah, yeah. So they started the song. You there got was, to hear Bob without a harmonica. The first verse, wow. yeah, there the was no harmonica. The first verse was no harmonica, and then uh, Hawkeye saved the day. The man, the myth, the legend. And uh, he brought out the um, the harmonica, and Al didn't know because you know Al's working on singing the song, and so Hawkeye like kind of tapped his hand and then just slid it into Al's hand, and and Al like. He smiled like, and like he like held it up held like it a up. trophy. Yeah. Like, hey! <laughs> and then um, it was not too long before Al started using it and just finished the song regular. Um, and so, so I'm curious, what was the what was uh, happening during the first harmonica part where the harmonica wasn't there? Was Al just kind of sitting and yeah, just staring out in the space? Yeah, pretty yeah. much just kind of like you know <laughs> dancing in his chair, and you can hear Steve and uh, yeah Jim playing. It was. It was actually. It was. It was nice. It was kind of nice. It was different. Yeah, it's cool to to get to see something like that. Um, so after wow. Bob, um, sounds great. Al goes, "What's this accordion doing here?" Uh, and uh, <laughs> he said, uh, "Well, as everyone knows, uh, there's 238 days left before Christmas." Uh-huh. Um, and he said he's going to play one of his plethora of two Christmas songs. You know, like when when the green and red lights came on stage, I thought like it was going to be uh, Christmas at Ground Zero well, again. The, it, there was jingle bells. We thought it was going to be Christmas at Ground Zero, but we were surprised, and it was the night Santa went crazy. Extra gory <laughs> version. Gory version. Yes. So actually, Whoa. this answers one of your first questions, Dave. This was the first time on this tour that we got the night Santa went crazy. Right. And and you say extra gory version, yes. not, not sort of gory version. No, the extra gory version. I'd need to oh. remind myself and look at the extra gory lyrics and see. Um, you know, instead of Santa's doing time, Santa Claus is dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Cool, very cool. If the, if it really is the extra gory version, that yes. is the first time that he's ever performed the extra gory version that I'm aware of. Well, let me see. Let me look at the. I need to reference the lyrics because, um, you know, I was I was actually watching the 1999 special yesterday, and he did play the gory version in that one as well. And so I was like, the timing was impeccable. I the. To see that live was absolutely fantastic. I've always wanted to see it live, and see it live, and it was. I do need to song. correct myself. It was it was the sort of gory version. It was not. Oh, the, okay. It okay, was okay. not this the standard well, extra gory good, version but... lyrics. Um, they didn't have. Up, yeah. Um, slightly different. Uh, I know we've talked about that in the podcast before. So if someone's interested, they can go back to when we ranked the top five Weird Al. Um, Christmas or top five Weird Al holiday songs. Holiday, and we, holiday we talk songs. about that difference. Yeah, um, it was yeah, at this point. Just, Dave, just really quickly. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, just really quickly. I mean, uh, the, you know, the album version is sort of a, a tamer version. Then there was an extra gory version, which was released on uh, one of the singles. And then when he performed this song in concert, he sort of 
merge those two versions together and he calls it the extra gory version i believe in the uh on the actual video itself and and sort of on the website but it really sort of is a a special live version that's sort of a mix of the two of them so that's right. what i'm talking about yeah there's no new the lyrics but yeah it's a it's a version well dave now they don't have to go watch listen to that episode you just you spoil oh, it. Oh no, on, they still Dave. have to listen to the episode. They still have to listen to the episode. Okay. They just was, <laughs> was giving them context for this particular moment. Um, I will say during the night, Santa went crazy, sort of gory version. Uh, this is when I wrote in my notebook that Steve was wearing sunglasses. Yay! <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and I, w- I do I do want to add something else to, to that. Sort of gory version is not an official name. That's sort of something I made up. Uh, and somehow it stuck among the fans. So uh, it, I, I guess it's technically called Extra Gory Version Concert Live Version only. or something yeah. to that effect. But but uh, I, I just call it Sort of Gory Well, version. that's definitely like a question for, for us to ask Al. Um, although I'm sure he would just refer to it as the Extra Gory Version. <laughs> um, so after the Night Santa went crazy... Um, and thank you for reporting about Steve's sunglasses. I yes, of course. Of course. So Al said, you know, of course, he has a, uh, a new movie coming out and he said it's going to be released. And this is a different way that he said this. Um, so I tried to write it down. It will be a little after we get off the road. It'll be released in time for award season. Mm. Um, Ooh. Ooh. All right. So, so I don't know what the road at the end of October. So, so maybe, maybe November. November time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe like it's a, a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving release. Oh, yeah. Um, would love so, it as soon as possible, but hey, November is is better than let's say December, right? So, um, <laughs> Al said that he has, um, you know, th- this film I guess came after thirty three years, and he already has the plan for his next film uh, in thirty three years from now, and he already wrote the song for it back in nineteen eighty four, and we got treated to. Nature Trail to Hell. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Wow. So, of course, I, I, I think this was, what, the second time he's played it on this tour? Um, let's see. Yes, the second time. The first time was on the first night. Uh, so it was really cool yeah. to get to see that again. Uh, it was really great to be able to actually see Bermuda for the screaming parts. See, you know, uh, see, you know, he is blocked by symbols and stuff, but at least I had a better view of, of his screaming parts. Um, and then I, I had a question. Um, I don't know if you all have the answer, Dave or Alexis, or maybe this is something that one of our listeners can share. But of course, there's a part where Al picks up this like grinder uh, instrument type thing. And I was just wondering if there's an official name for that, if anyone knows. <laughs> no idea. Oh, I'm sure somebody knows, but I do not. Okay. I do not either. So called the grinder. It's the, called the grinder for now. Yeah. <laughs> An ER though for grinder. Um so um I don't know what I wrote here, but um Al started talking about how um BB King uh listed this next song as one of his top favorite blues songs <laughs> and he said that this track comes from um from the UHF album, but it's not in the movie. It was just thrown in to fill up space on the album. <laughs> and we got treated to generic blues. Excellent. Now I gotta, I gotta put this out there. Cause, uh, 
<laughs> he said that at one point uh, on the last tour about you know this being one of bb king's uh, all-time favorite songs and uh and jackie my wife questioned that at the moment because she wanted some proof and basically it came back to something that was said in the uh the uh, booklet for permanent record, but there really was no attribution to it. So we're still looking to try to figure out exactly <laughs> yes. yeah. where if somebody could pinpoint a moment, an interview, you know, something that BB King wrote, something that BB King, you know, somebody really close to BB King, maybe um, he might have mentioned that to them, and they somehow got recorded somewhere. We would like some kind of proof that this is one of BB King's. Not that we're doubting Al, or not that we're doubting, you know, anybody, but or Dr. we're Demento, just trying yeah. to find proof. We're st- yeah, Dr. Demento. We're still looking for proof for that. So if anybody has any sort of proof out there that B.B. King did say that, we would love to see it. Yeah, because when he, when he mentioned that, he said, and I'm, it's not a joke. Like, I'm not kidding. So, hope, like, yeah. if, if someone can find that out, please, please let us know. Please let Dave and Ethan yeah, know. Please. <laughs> <laughs> please, I'll be able to sleep like much better at night. And my <laughs> wife will as well. <laughs> Knowing the origin of that B.B. King statement. So after Generic Blues, uh, Al said... Anything special about Generic Blues before you move on? um, Of course, everything about Generic Blues is special, but um, (laughs) there was nothing different tonight that I uh, noticed than the other two times it's been performed. Um, So after Generic Blues, Al said the next song uh, aged poorly. (laughs) Uh-oh. And uh, he said it's about assimilation of, you know, Jamaican in- immigrant from in, in 3D. Ah. And it was Buy Me a Condo. <laughs> and, uh, of course, it's a great song. It's it's really a fun one to hear live. The lights are fun for that one. And um, I had the this epiphany that I've never had. Um, and I would love to for you guys to chime in. But ever since I was a kid, whenever I heard this song... The the T-shirt with the alligator on. I always pictured right a T-shirt with a big picture of an alligator with like a flapping mouth that you could like open and close. That's what I always pictured. But then tonight, I was like, what if he's just talking about like those like golf shirts? I was gonna say like the like, Lacoste. The like, Lacoste. Yeah. So I yeah. That's I, what I, I was, thought of when I first heard it was the like was, Lacoste yeah, like was, golf yeah, T-shirts. One of those, yeah. Like Zacost or Izod or whatever the brand is that just has the little alligator on the chest, the, like the little uh, polo pullover shirt. You know? Yeah. Well, I like I, what I, I like what I picture better because it's cooler. Maybe you guys could like do like a one-off, like sell that as a shirt. We should. Yeah. It'd be hard to do, but like, do like literally, like you would be one-off. able to lift up the mouth, and then you'd see like the mouth and the tongue and the teeth. I mean, I, yeah, looking at the website for Lacoste, and they got the little alligator in the corner. So I think it's uh, that's so, immediately those shirts were popular at the time. So I think that's what the reference. It, was, I'm sure it is probably. And yeah. That's why I'm saying it was an epiphany. But I'm just I wanted to share what I always have pictured as since I was a kid because I believe like on vacation I remember seeing a shirt like that, and so that's what I always pictured. Um, so I wrote that down. I wanted, I wanted you guys to hear that. Um, yeah, so after, and I bet bet when he plays in Cal, I bet when he plays in Florida, he, uh, the people think of it as a, a shirt with an actual picture of an alligator on it, like, <laughs> right, uh, right, um, a cost shirt, or they think of a T-shirt with a literal alligator on it. 
<laughs> crawling around. Like That's baby another alligator. option as well. <laughs> um, uh, Alex, Alexis, do you have anything to add for buy me a condo? Um, no. Uh, I I do know he played it later on in the set list, I believe, in New Bedford, didn't he? Or like, kind of like in the middle, the same where he played it again tonight. I can look it up, but I don't remember. Yeah, well, uh, Buy Me a Condo was played, uh, well, you're, you're talking about New Bedford, it's yes. the 15th, uh, I'm sorry, oops, I'm looking at the wrong row. it's the 13th song, 13th according song. to yeah. uh, the 2022 Weird Al Vanity Tour song tracker spreadsheet that Brad Hebert is compiling. Yeah. Um, so uh, after that, Al said, you know, um, this, he, he, you know, his, his music is family friendly and, you know, families will often listen to it on road trips. Um, but of course, some of the lyrics are not necessarily for little kids um, because some of the songs have a dark, and twisted side um like this next song <laughs> <laughs> and uh went right into good old days mm. and dave is this the song that al plays the bongos for the whole time usually is that your memory uh, yeah he, he plays he plays bongos during good old days so yes. what i noticed is i know i've pointed out before that i it's hard for me to hear the bongos um al started off Bongo lists. Bongo lists. At one point, brought the bongos on, played them for a little bit, and then got rid of them for the rest of the song. So he only briefly had the bongos, and I couldn't hear him when he did have them. Um, yeah, I didn't hear him either. And he has that microphone like right level at his lap too, as well. Yeah, for sure. It. Um, so I don't know if he just decided like, well, nobody can hear him anyway, so <laughs> might as well uh, get rid of him. Or I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the thought was there. Interesting. Uh, he just I've, like decided. Maybe nah, I'm, I don't maybe I'm play misremembering, these. and I'm not. Maybe it's just in my mind. I see him playing, and I hear. I automatically hear bongos in my head, and I really don't hear him in real life. I'm gonna have to listen next time. Yeah, we're gonna have to a show where he does good old to pay days, attention. Yeah, pay attention and, and see if I can if I'm actually hearing it or if I'm just thinking I'm hearing it because uh, I see him banging on bongos. Interesting. Um, so after All right, well, something for us to follow up on <laughs> another <yeah. laughs> future so, episode, stay tuned. So the next, um, intro, um, was a similar story, if not the same story that he told in Poughkeepsie on the 2018 vanity tour. I remember hearing this. Um, he said that, um, this next song is about one of the greatest Americans that's no longer living. Um, and, uh, he said when he writes songs about um, a real person, he likes to get permission from that person. But unfortunately, at this point, uh, Charles Nelson Riley had already passed away. So he spoke to his mm -hmm. life partner about it. And um, they said that um, he was offended when Alex, Alec Baldwin uh, made him look like a sissy on SNL. Um, and so the request to Al was, please don't... Um, Make him look like a sissy. Don't make him look like a sissy. And Al said, I think we've accomplished that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we can all agree on that yes. one. <laughs> yeah. Ch Charles Nelson Raleigh comes off pretty well in CNR. Absolutely. <laughs> so I will say um, Steve and Ruben left for this song, but there was no mention of them leaving. They just kind of got up and left. Yep. Al did not um, mention it. 
Um, Alexis, I saw you laughing at this point because I was also laughing. I don't know if he's done this uh, on this tour so far. But when Al got to the the sweet sweet making sweet sweet love to him, oh, he did the um, he did the pelvic thrust. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like I I was like I caught it out of the corner of my eye. I was looking off to the left, or I think I was ta- I was said something to Jacinta, and then I looked back over, and he's just like make sweet love. Like he started doing it, and I'm like, okay. And then like other people started doing it at the same time. I think I saw you do it like oh, real yeah. quick. Of course. I love that. I I, I don't wow. remember Al ever doing that. So. I didn't. Yeah, I don't think I uh, the first show I went to in Nebuff. I don't think he did that. I didn't, I don't th- I don't recall him doing that. Yeah, that's it's it's a suggestive uh, uh, motion for Al to be doing for, for um you know these families listening to his stuff on <laughs> these, road trips. These family friendly <laughs> <laughs> songs. Absolutely. Uh, after the song, someone yelled out, "We love well, you!" I, I like that that you uh, participate. That you, I heard that you were audience participating in that. So is this going to be another audience participation moment for you, Ethan? Something we're going to have to keep continue. Yeah, I, I would love to remember to do that. So I'm, I'm going to try to remember to pelvic thrust. Now that Al <laughs> has planted the idea, he's blessed, <laughs> given the blessing for the pelvic thrust. Uh, so after the song. Um, Someone in the audience yelled out, we love you, Al. And Al said, we love you more. (laughs) And so then Al started talking about how uh, everyone knows that John Bermuda Schwartz joined the band in September 14th, 1980, on the Dr. Demento show for Another One Rides the Bust. And he's... Another one rides the bus, not the bust. Um, and he said, "He said Bermuda." That's a whole different song. Yay. He said Bermuda. That's probably one of those ones that was misattributed to Weird Al on Napster. Yes, oh yes. man! So then, uh, then Al said, "Bermuda is the longest band member." <laughs> and then I think he realized how awkward that sounded. And then he said, "By height." <laughs> Which is not true. <laughs> I didn't catch that actually. Oh, that's funny. Okay, um, that's funny. And so then he said, you know, he doesn't talk too much about how he met Jim and Steve, how they joined the band. Uh, he said um, he was in Tampa, and he was at um, a facility with alligator wrestling. And next, <laughs> <laughs> next door was a lounge, um, and the lounge band. Um, was playing a song and it uh he said it transformed him and it left him weeping and of course we then went into dare to be stupid so i guess this is the uh tampa alligator wrestling next door lounge (laughs) version tonight i don't know what you would have written dave (laughs) sounds like something they'd have in tampa totally i've never been but it makes sense Second time he's mentioned Tampa, though. Yes. That's interesting. But first time he's mentioned alligator wrestling. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But were they wearing T-shirts with alligators on them? They were not. Uh, But what was really great, um, and I don't know if this was new or just me noticing it, but um, the the song Dare to be Stupid started with all lights focused on Jim before um, opening up to the rest of the band. And Dave... I know you have a question about Dare to be Stupid and my audience involvement, so please ask away and I will answer it. <laughs> Ethan, did you volunteer during Dare to be Stupid? Now, uh, 
uh, we haven't released uh, all of the episodes yet, so I know Alexis is not up to date um, because there's literally no way that she would have heard it unless she'd hacked into our yeah, hacked very into secure system. Hacked into your servers. Um, or maybe Frank shared it with her. But um, in Albany, I'm, I was very embarrassed to admit that I did not raise my hand to volunteer um, at that part in the song, although I normally do. And Dave, I made a promise to you that I would make up for it by raising both of my hands. Um, and then I forgot oh, to do that. And you did. I forgot. Yeah, oh. I forgot to do that in New Bedford. Um, and then he didn't play the song last night in Orono, but I raised both hands tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. He did. Can confirm. Bit, <laughs> we can confirm. And I did wiggle my but, hands. But okay, so now the next now the next question. Were you wearing deodorant? Yes. <laughs> Get some ASMR on this Very episode. That's just for looking out for the people sitting around you, that's all. Yeah, there was there was no foul smell, Alexis, during Dare to be Stupid that you you're aware of, right? Uh not that I am aware of, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Alright, well you, I think you've redeemed yourself. There, okay. Think, okay. So you're 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 back even again. I've had a hand I'm at least curious, though, one hand raised for each Dare to be Stupid. Yeah. And on average. So so I'm curious now. Would you, uh, next time he does Dare to be Stupid and he asks for a volunteer, would you consider really raising both hands again just so you're one ahead in case you ever forget a second time? That's a, that's a, a valid point. Um, I, I would like to um, keep that in my rotation. And I will say that moving forward, um, my plan is to raise at least one hand but maybe I'll switch it up just so we can have some variety on the Dave and Ethan hand raise during Dare to be Stupid sheet. Okay. <laughs> well, for those tracking, this is the first. This is a first. This is a, a first. A Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast first. The first time that Ethan has raised both hands <laughs> during the Can I Have a Volunteer line in Dare to be Stupid. There That's you right. Go. You were witnessing right. history today, people. Um, well, there is more history to be had because after Dare to be Stupid, um, and I was not the first, but four different people yelled El Maestro. Someone <laughs> wow. from the Steve side yelled it, then I yelled it, then Alexis yelled it, <laughs> and then Jacinta yelled it. Um, so there were f- four of them. I'm not sure who that first person was, um, but... Uh, Ruben sh- should be very happy for all of that. For, um, yeah. That was what Jacinta sent you when it went off. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, Jacinta said to Ruben himself, uh, the three of us shouted El Maestro during the intro to your harpsichord solo. Um, I waited. We waited until the applause di- had died down so so he could hear it. And he was like, barely, sorry, you are not eligible for a gift. You were not loud enough. Thank you, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's hard to please El Maestro, uh, unfortunately. Um, it sure is. But he did please us by having an announced harpsichord solo, um, which um, which I have learned is the lead in to Melanie. So he does his harpsichord solo, yeah. and then he starts playing the intro to Melody, uh, Melanie, and um, went right into it. And there was a um, again a short blackout. If you remember the first night, I think I talked about this maybe last last night. Um, 
how the blackout was much shorter and um, it was a lot longer the first night. Um, at the end of the song, blackout. You mean like a like a yeah, the fake blackout. By blackout. The the, blackout. the fake ending. Um, it was just oh, very, okay. it was it was gotcha. short enough tonight as it was um, that nobody like was tricked. Um, and then at the end, Al said, "We'll figure out how to end that how that song ends someday or something." <laughs> um, then he said, uh, "This next song is from our last album, which may very well be our last album." And Aww. he said, um, "You know, the background vocals were originally done by Amanda Palmer, although she's not here. Um, but uh, we do have the person." who takes all of the work she turns down, John Bermuda Schwartz. <laughs> so, um, so he, he did the, uh, you know, all of the, all of her parts for first world problems. And it was great. I think this is your first time seeing first nice. world problems. This tour, Alexis, is uh, that right? I think so because he didn't, he didn't do first world problems in New Bedford. I, I believe. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm trying to check, but I don't believe so. I remember during, um, I no, think No, it was the... Albany. Or no. 429. No, that is new. That was new. Was Bedford. it new Bedford? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess he did play it then. All right. Well, forget what we said. <laughs> um, Disregard. <laughs> so then the, uh, the next, um, intro, um, he said that this song was on national TV and it was censored. And, uh, he said it was the, um, summer <laughs> action Dick Clark's Dick Clark summer. Yeah. Yeah. Dick Clark summer review or something. Yeah. Like something yeah. like that. Whatever Al said, Bermuda corrected him and he's, um, and Al was like, yeah, that. And, uh, <laughs> so he said, um, it was filmed. They were wearing three piece suits in the ocean up to their knees. Yeah. And before it, uh, it aired, he got a call that they had to censor the song. Um, of course, um, anyone who's heard this story before knows that they censor the word tongue in cleaning Grand Central Station with my tongue. Uh, they bleeped it. <laughs> and Al said, which is much worse <laughs> than the original lyric. Um, so I will say, oh, so then he um, he said, so now we'll hear it completely uncensored one more minute. And when he said tongue during the song, I did yell out beep. You did. So... Um, <laughs> just just for any uh, TV censors who were there, um, I added that. He did your job for you. <laughs> so then, and, and uh, the full name of the show was Dick Clark's Rock and Roll Summer Action on ABC. Wow! So ah. Bermuda had it. Um, so then, um, Bermuda. It was his time to shine. We had a drum solo, and he did just one or two hits. It wasn't a full drum solo or my drum solo or anything. Um, oh, second solo of the show. Nice. And so then uh, Al said, um, talking to the people like out on the far sides, can you even hear us? Uh, and he said, well, I'm about <laughs> to scream for four minutes. So, um, oh, what is this? So then, um, the song started, it was Alsuya, but it was just drums, there was no guitar. Um, Jim, I guess didn't wasn't plugged in or, or whatever, and um, so they started the song and then they stopped it, and uh, they then did it when 
Al said in the correct key once Jim had his guitar ready. I think he said. I, I think I heard Kimo say something about he couldn't see. So yeah, he, so he said, couldn't see like the what key it was supposed to be in. I think on his set list because all the house lights came up and he was trying to like fig like figure out he was fiddling with his guitar. Yeah, I wasn't. He said something about it was like a um, a lights off difficulty or something. Yeah, I don't know if it was he couldn't see his set list or if he wasn't able to plug in his guitar. I'm not sure what it was. Um, but yeah, huh. it easily could have been either of those. Um, and after Alsuya, um, Al said that he he needs to get a lozenge after that one. <laughs> um, so I gotta say, did either of you represent New Jersey there in Boo during yes, the line about yes. buying a ticket? You, you, you represented? You, I, I booed. I, I booed. I didn't. Thank you. You Thank are you. so You're my welcome. Hero. Oh, I tried. I went to New Jersey once and it sucked. I, so. I've never been to New Jersey. <laughs> <Hey>. and <laughs> You're not invited back. Oh, I, I meant to say um, before they restarted, I'll sue ya. Um, Al looked around and was like, everyone ready? Everyone ready? And uh, Ruben went, wait, wait, wait a minute. And Al turned around and was like, he's like, what? And then Ruben was like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then we actually got a bass solo. We did. And wow. before the bass solo, um, Steve asked, or, or Al, Al said to Steve, uh, would you like to do a bass solo? And he said, yes, very much. Thank you. And, um, he said to Al, can I do more than one note? And Al said, you can do up to five. (laughs) (laughs) And so then Steve like was kind of like, you could tell he was like kind of counting and like trying to figure out what he's going to do. And then, um, and he did a, I, I, I guess five note solo. I think he said he ended up wow. actually doing six, and Al was like, "Well, now you're gonna get docked for that." <laughs> so I guess I guess I guess Steve's check is gonna be a little short this week. That's incredible! A six note bass solo from Steve J. Awesome. It's supposed to be five though. And then they went into. Well, he did six. Uh, then they went into. I remember Larry, which was uh, wonderful. I always love any kind of. Uh, Bad Hair Day songs uh, on these shows. Mm. Um, After that, Al said that they wrote a new song and they'd like to, uh, you know, they wrote it for the new film and and they'd love to play it for you, but we can't because we signed an NDA. He had to sign an NDA for his (laughs) own movie. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You would think. You think, who's he going to sue himself? I'll sue you. (laughs) Right. He didn't say he could sue himself for performing his own music. Um. So then uh, he said, so we'll play, you know, the one from my first film. And they played UHF. And I wanted to point out the lights were super cool during UHF. Yes. There's like a bunch of squares of light moving around. Um, Definitely watch for that um, if you get UHF at one of your shows. That that was fantastic to hear live. I don't know if he ever, I don't think he's ever played. Has he ever played that song live before up until like like the last couple tours or... The first time he ever played it was in the 2018 Vanity Tour. Okay, yeah, because my yeah, right. my last show was um, mandatory fun. I think 2016 was the last show I went to, so it's been. I'm a little rusty. I came out of retirement, but it was just that was probably one of my bucket list <laughs> songs to hear live, and it was it was fantastic. It's so good live, right? It was right? so good, dude. So good. Yeah. Um, one of my so favorite at, songs of all time. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, just, I, I 
so glad that I get I got to hear that on the first Mountie tour, and I got to hear that on this tour. He played it at the very first show in Poughkeepsie. Yes. He hasn't played it since until, I guess, tonight in Hampton Beach. Yeah. And um, I hope that's one of those ones that uh, gets gets like the uh, highest percentage. I know it's not know. trending that way right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hopefully, only forty percent right up now. The pace on that one. Yeah, it's too early to uh, to notice trends. Um, but um, so after this song started, before Al and Jim and like everyone was ready, they started the kind of like clapping noise uh, to signal to the audience to start clapping. So um, I I don't know if that was intentional or not. Um, but it seemed like Al was a little surprised and they kind of were <laughs> you know, trying to get ready so they could start the song. And um, he said, this is the uh, audience part, participation part of the show. And he's like, you're under no obligation to clap. Um, but um, if you do, you can join the cool people who are clapping. <laughs> so, so I guess we're cool now, according to the man <laughs> according himself. To and of course, that led us into Skipper Dan. Hmm. So last couple of times she performed that, there was uh, some issues with clapping as far as people were not clapping at the, the correct time. <laughs> yeah. How was the uh, crowd in Hampton Beach? Were it they, was fine. It was pretty close good. to what it should have been? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty yeah, good. Okay. It wasn't bad. Um, I, I also made a note that um, during that clapping that kind of was before they were ready, um, Al really wanted to have a sip of water, and I guess he was out of water, so he like kind of like motioned to um, Steve, and Steve handed him a water uh, to drink. He did. He was like, "Give me the water." And uh, this was uh, a highlight of this song when Al does the um, the backside of water line. The lights yes. look exactly like a waterfall with water running. It was incredible. I'd never noticed that before. I don't know if it was new, uh, but if you have Skipper Dan on your show, watch for that part. Um, It was incredible. Um, I don't remember that from from the... uh from the first two times I got to see it on this tour. To yeah, you got to watch for it. Okay, so then um, then we got... And, and what about um, what, Skipper Dan? There was the very first uh, show. Uh, there was a lyric change, according to UHJ. Right, Somebody yes. Shoot Me was removed. There was, was that, no uh, there's no lyric change. Is that change. back in now? It's still back okay. in, yeah. So it must have been either UHF misheard it or it was a, a flub, uh, is my guess. Um, so... Then we got a um, uh, a very similar sort of intro about um, you know the greatest American uh, talking about the twine ball uh-huh. mentioned the the shallow pathetic people who uh, worked <laughs> worked in harmony to create the world record one and so he called them shallow pathetic people and they make me sick um, which was great said it very. <laughs> Very like with his chest, they make me sick. Uh, and so this surprised me because up until this point, it seemed that he was switching Albuquerque and Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota as every other night. Um, so this right. was Biggest Ball of Twine two nights in a row. Really? Um, yes. So there is not a, a guarantee that if he plays one the night before, that he'll play the other, uh, as we just learned tonight. Um, the, the show ended, uh, of course, a standing ovation intro of the band, and they again um, spent their <laughs> encore on stage doing silly stuff. Um, so I wrote down a couple of the silly things. 
Um, Melissa came over, Melissa, the tour manager came over and handed Al a cup of water. He drank the water. She handed him a towel. He patted down his face and then he, uh, patted down his armpits. Yes. And then he used that same part to wipe his mouth. (laughs) Um, oh, and then they, uh, what is it? They, I think Jim pulled out his phone, was taking video. And then Al pulled out his phone at one point and was taking pictures of the crowd. That was actually in during the encore. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler. alert. Um, Uh-oh. So uh, I noticed that Steve laid down on his back and put his feet in the air, which we've seen him do uh, similar ones. And Dave, add a new column, because during the uh, this encore part, Steve briefly removed his sunglasses oh. before replacing them <laughs> uh, and continuing the show with the encore portion. And... Um, so so Al came back, you know, did the normal thing. And so then he goes, no, we don't usually do this, but we can do whatever we want for this tour. So I'm going to take a request for the next song. And he said, but don't don't say it now. He's like, on the count of three, everyone yell your request at once, and I will will play whatever <laughs> song I hear the most. Um, so, uh, of course, everyone yells. And then Al said, oh, uh, China Grove by the Doobie Brothers. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, so played China Grove by the Doobie Brothers. And um, during a uh, music break in this song, that is when Al pulled out yes. his phone and started taking some pictures of the audience. Um, I Very raised cool. my hand and I was like, oh, I should do the, the Ethan hand signal. But instead I just did the uh, Live Long and Prosper uh spock i don't know why i did that but um we'll have to (laughs) look for that if you ever post that um cool now alexis did you see this he's performed china grove before on on the previous tour yes and i know um yes so i don't know if you saw this alexis but someone threw something on the stage yes i i saw it like out (laughs) of the corner of my eye dave you will never guess what it was you may um but i saw something it looked like you know white in nature and maybe a bit cottony um (laughs) and it just it just flew onto the stage and it come to find out it was a a pair of underwear (laughs) or an undergarment of some some type it might have been boxers i couldn't really tell but uh steve was it Steve uh, picked it up with one, you know, two fingers uh, as if it was really gross and then just kind of tossed it away. He, like, yeeted it to the side. Interesting. So, so was it, uh, was it uh, men's underwear, women's underwear? It was hard to see. Yeah. But it looked okay. to me like men's boxers. Uh, but it could have been men's underwear. It could have been ladies' underwear. I'm really not sure. <laughs> we, I guess we're going to have to ask I Steve. Really, really, yeah, we'll ask him. I was, I, I really hope it was uh, tidy whities and that is for a very special reason, which I cannot get into right now, but I, I, okay. I really hope it is. It was. Um, well, spoiler alert, the, the show ended with the Unplugged Medley, uh, all the same stuff, uh, Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda, and um, Yoda Chant. And there was one, one part that... Um, during White and Nerdy, Al plays the fish. Wait, wait, I got to stop you. I got to stop you, Ethan. Ethan, I got to stop you because I got to ask you. You always ask me these ridiculous questions. If if somebody threw underwear up on stage <laughs> at Weird Al and Weird Al or Steve or whoever picked up the underwear gave you that underwear, 
at the end of the show, would you keep that pair for your collection? Specifically, Ethan, this is for you, or I see him on the ground. Mm. Uh, okay, well, let's start out. Ethan, this is for you. Would you keep them? Um, Here's a gift for you, Ethan. A gift for you. Yeah, I'd keep them. Okay. Now, what if uh, they were just sitting on the stage and you happened to be uh, walking by and, and nobody was cleaning them up and it was clear that you could take it, not that you were stealing you know, from, from anybody? No, I would not take it. Clear that they were up for grabs. Yeah, I would. I would not uh, add that to my collection at that point. It would have to be a gift from uh, someone in the band. Now, now, what if it was? Now, would your decision uh, change if they were brand new, fresh out of the package, or if they were used? Would that be a different decision? (laughs) So, so like, uh, I'd have to like smell them and determine. See if the little pieces of tape are still on it, like (laughs) out the package. See if there's any weird stains. Uh, so, so would that change your decision if it was new versus if it was used? Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I would be holding them close enough to my face to smell them either way. I think they would go into a Ziploc bag, just like my bags of uh, Jackson Park espresso, uh, just to make sure the smell does not permeate the rest of my collection. Right. <laughs> So that, that's the answer. All right. uh, I would not uh, smell them to check. I would just assume. And would you, but but would you wa- would you wash them before you put them in the collection? No. No. Would, oh, okay. Go in, they would go in a Ziploc bag and they would fester in their own potential juices. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> to be discovered in hundred years from archaeologists that are going through your stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just to derail that, I had to do it. Yes, do it well, well thank you, Dave. Um, so, Unplugged Medley, uh, <laughs> everything was normal, um, although I noticed for White Nerdy, when Al picked up the fish, he had both the fish stick and he also had the drumstick with him, um, and he, <laughs> like, between the two parts where he was playing it, put down the drumstick and only used the fish stick the whole time. So the show ends, and this is where something... Any new additions or any new exciting no, no, no. stuff during the Yoda chant? No new additions, standard, but standard. there was something that I noticed during the Yoda chant that t- took my attention and made it so I really couldn't enjoy the Yoda chant as much as I would have liked to. I noticed that a guy two rows ahead of me was wearing the new... Weird Al uh, tour shirt oh. with, you know, of course, the one where Al's playing the accordion on the front. I noticed that ill-advised on the back of his shirt did not have a hyphen. Whoa. And Dave, we've reported every show. We've checked the shirts. We checked the shirts that we received in our orders. Um, everything we've seen has a hyphen. And so out in the wild, I see a guy and his shirt has no hyphen. And I am just obsessed with it. I'm trying to get a picture of it, but it's really tough because the lights are crazy during Yoda chant. And um, I was able to confirm, you know, by, you know, Al standing up and everyone doing the ovation that it, in fact, did not have a hyphen. So I was very determined. Um, As soon as the show ended, um, Alexis and I were able to get uh, a photo of the set list just for our records. And then I went right over to the merchandise 
and I went up to to Marnie and I said, Marnie, I saw someone wearing the the shirt and it's different. And she's like, what's different? I said, it's missing the hyphen. And she's like, how is that possible? (laughs) And I said, I don't know. And she said that um, they haven't received any new shipments. This has all been the same shipment uh, since the beginning of the tour. And so she went, she wasn't selling tonight, but she went over and she looked and sure enough, um, the shirts in the box that they were selling had no hyphen. Yep. Uh, the one that was up for display did have a hyphen. Yes. So I think maybe there's a display shirt that just kind of is the display shirt um, for every show on that kind of form. And yeah, there was there was no hyphen. So Dave, I did the the smart thing that any uh, stupid collector would do. <laughs> I waited in line and I I bought you and I each. Uh, this this uh, variant shirt. Thank you very much. You, yes, you knew I would have wanted you to I, do that I, anyway. I knew you would have wanted it, so I got us each this variant shirt. And um, as far as I can tell, um, I didn't check every single one, but I just kind of glanced uh, and compared it to pictures. the The dates all seem the same as the hyphen version of the shirt. But so so um, so I have the. Yeah, yeah. So I have the shirt. I, I I'm sorry if I was if uh, if the, my microphone didn't pick up everything I said. I was off uh, off microphone because I was running to the other room to get my shirt to see <laughs> to see what it says. And it does have uh, ill dash advised on the back of my shirt. So um, so now I, I now Dave, that, uh, we both have two confirmation that 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 we have a. Uh, that's interesting. And remember, I don't, I don't know uh, how much we got into detail when we were talking about the merchandise, but at, there were several different graphics that went up throughout the day when they first dropped the merchandise, and the first one did not have a dash in it, and then eventually they did add a dash. I wonder if uh, somehow some box or, a box or a bunch of shirts got printed with the wrong back graphic. Well, obviously, yeah. I guess. Well, yeah, maybe. So, so Dave, I know what shirt size you wear. I know which one I wear. So um, when I went up, I said, I need to see the shirt. And I, you know, usually a merch person, when they say that, they think the person's going to kind of hold it up to themselves and judge whether it's the right size. I flipped it to the back and I just looked. And I was like, okay, uh, and now can I see this size? And they handed it to me. I did the same thing. And she's like, you want both of them? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. But so um, multiple sizes had it so i was wondering like do all the mediums just you know have it missing but no uh it seemed across the board um the si- the different size shirts were missing it so wow um, that's uh that's something for for the collectors out there to look for and something for i guess just anybody who just wants a regular tour t-shirt to look for you know you may you may want that dash in there you probably do if you're just buying it you know for your own you know you know everyday wearing it as a yeah you want right, to yeah I, you I want to have you, the right you grammar. want that in there yeah. so so i would i would think that you know if you're a collector you're probably you could ask you know you if you're like us you're going to buy one of each but i mean you may want to buy the one with the uh without the hyphen because it's probably going to be rarer my guess and while um, it's going to be rare i doubt that there's going to be any sort of 
market for it outside yeah. of Dave maybe yeah, you no, and no, I, I two or three other there, people. But, but I'm just saying that yeah. you know if you if you you know as as a collector you tend to want you know the rare. Oh, you know what the, we you know, I, the variations. We should tell Bermuda. I bet he's one of those people who's going to want both versions. Want one, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, do, do you guys think that they will go ahead and fix this in the future, or just kind of be like, "Oh well, we'll leave it as is"? Like, obviously, probably the I would assume the next shipments are already probably being made right now as we speak, and it's kind of too late to rectify that error until like they get maybe like later on into the tour. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how many of these shirts because I mean, um, like I had said. All of the other shirts that we have seen up until this point had the hyphen. Yeah, Marnie right. had no idea that these shirts even were missing the hyphen yeah, until I, I pointed it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She was like, "What do you mean?" I mean, like, I, I my, my guess is that they probably, you know, used the incorrect graphic, printed up a bunch of shirts. Somebody caught it along the way, but since the shirts were already printed, and uh, you know, it's just like. A, most people probably aren't going to care about the the little hyphen in the back. Yeah, honestly, uh, most people you know, won't they notice. They just sent them out, and and, uh, and they're just going to sell out what what the remaining stock they have of that, and then when they reorder, hopefully, it'll come with the corrected back right. graphic on. Right. So yeah, so, so yeah, so I guess there's who know a box or two or, or three. Who knows how many shirts are in, out there? You know that that are yeah, like and I but I don't right, even know I guess if it's just something. There's no way to know if even all of the shirts sold tonight had that. It could have just been, you know, the last couple. And, right. You know, because I, I saw the wow. guy in the in front of me. I saw another guy in the audience with it. And then when Marnie went and checked, she looked at a couple different sizes and uh, they were missing. And then the ones I got us, Dave, I made wow. sure were missing. So, yeah, I, I have to assume that not many of the shirts uh, in the run of the tour will have that. It'll just be a fluke maybe for the next couple shows. At most. Well, great observation. Great catch, Ethan. Great observation. Great catch. Honestly, I wouldn't have even thought to look at something like that. That wouldn't I, I have wouldn't never have crossed looked. my mind. <laughs> that's why that's that's why I'm here, guys. I <laughs> it's my job to uh obsess over grammar and, and find those small details for Dave and I to purchase and geek out about. <laughs> um but that was the concert, and uh, uh, Dave, you'll be happy to know there was um, a couple, uh, there was one flyer that had just a listing of upcoming shows, Weird Al was on, so I, I was mm-hmm. able to snag one Excellent. for you, um, and it was just a, it was a fun show. It was really fun to uh, get to sit next to Alexis and, and enjoy the show. We had really great seats. Uh, it was great to see Jacinta and her family and, and Johnny and, and his his friends and, and Jeremy. So it was just uh, all around really great show. Um, I was really happy with the set list, um, you know, getting to see Nature Trail to Hell. And that was that was phenomenal. That was, was that, fantastic. Was that your favorite song of the night, Alexis? Honestly, I'm going to have to argue, um, I would say, Twineball in okay. UHF. Twineball, yeah. definitely. I thought that was a great song to end with, like the main set and with Twineball, especially how like that, like kind of like I would, I don't know what's the term, like vibrato at the end, like how he holds like the Minnesota, <laughs> like that's like a nice kind of like like way to like end the show, just like I I loved it. That was pr- yeah, big Twineball was probably my song of the night to be honest. 
and uh, and the nightstand went crazy. That, that was that was that was my song. Of the anything night. Yeah. off of like you know Bad Hair Day or Running with Scissors. I'm the same way, especially Running with Scissors because I will die on the hill that that's the best album in his entire catalog. Those are my two favorite albums. Um, yeah, I it was, totally agree. It was it was this set list tonight was fantastic, and I noticed too. Um, this the, this crowd tonight at Hampton Beach was a lot louder than New Bedford. There was a lot more, a lot of people singing along. I could hear a lot of people, especially at the end. Every a lot of people were sing, screaming Yoda, and then when Al obviously went, now you sing it, and he mm-hmm. held the mic out like every. I don't know how many mm-hmm. people here. Probably you'd say what easily like you know fifteen hundred people. Definitely, just about like every, every not one person in in the. Uh, or, you know, venue tonight was not singing it. it the audience particip- participation awesome. was like 110%. Everyone was just super into it. And it's always great to be like in a, a crowd like that, an environment like that, because it just makes it, you know, the night so much better and m- more enjoyable. Definitely. I, I think that's definitely part of, you know, if this is Al's seventh time at the venue, there's maybe people in this place who've seen him in the same venue six times before. Um, and you know, they just, they brought that energy with them. So it was just overall an incredible show. You know, as we mentioned, emo had a great set. Al had a great set. It was just, you know, across the board, just a a really, really solid show. And as the, uh, the young kids would say nowadays, the vibes were in fact immaculate. (laughs) Uh, no, yeah. Overall, just like a fantastic show. Wish you were there, Dave. Yeah, Dave, come on, man. I, I wish I was there, too. Uh, I just have one, I guess, closing observation. Just wanted to point it out one song that was not, perf- well, I guess two songs that were not performed. Number one, Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast. Theme yeah. song was not performed. No. Although, but the other one well, that Dave, was not I, I want to mention when Al said yell out your request, I did yell out, Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast theme song. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, well, I, I wish that was the one you yeah, would have heard. I know. He heard had to play the Doobie Brothers away. instead, didn't he? He just <laughs> yeah. had to. It's okay. It's okay. Doobie Brothers. That's appropriate for that license plate or whatever that car. Yeah, <laughs> got <was>. weed. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. It all it all it all ties together in the end perfectly. No. Uh, so the other song that I was wanted to point out was not played. Why does this always happen to me? And that was the first time it was not played on this tour so far. So that was yes. the last remaining song that could have been a hundred percent song, other than the medley, which is still in the running. Yep. Um, I guess uh, the unplugged medley. Uh, so I guess uh, we're not going to get, other than possibly the medley, any song that's going to be performed at every single show on this entire tour. Yeah, and I do. I do wonder for these two show. Uh, venues if we are going to get um, a different thing for the Unplugged Medley. You know, what, maybe Saga Begins will be at the end. And oh, so please. Oh, know. my goodness. That, that'll that be good to see in Medford mm-hmm. next weekend, too. Yeah, that'll be I'll, the first I'll, one. I, is, that's that'll a be Friday, opportunity. That's yep. a Friday, Saturday night, isn't it? I know I'll be at the Saturday night show. I've got VIP for a yeah. Saturday night in Medford, so that'll be, that'll be good to see. My first time doing VIP since Mandatory Fun, so that'll be a... See, good to see what's what's different and what's yeah for what's sure new. yeah yep. Well, so that's it, Dave. All right, so, you have anything else yeah, for so us? Thank you, guys. Oh well, thank no, you. I guess I just want to wrap up a little bit here. I guess the next show that Weird Al will be performing will be at the Merrill Auditorium in Portland, Maine. None of us will be there, so no. we're no. relying on other people to. To fill it, us it, in on all the details. If you for guys, those shows. if you guys go then, to go to Portland, please let let us know. 
Well, by the time they hear this, the, the show the, will the already, will already be, show will already be uh, done. If you went. But Jeremy <laughs> will be there. So, Dave, we should okay. uh, put together a list of things for him to watch for. The Steve Sunglasses, <laughs> the... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just to help him out. Um, Any more underwear throwing? Yes, of yeah. course. And uh, Jeremy has said he will be and then the next... looking for merchandise and posters and stuff. Always looking out for us, that Jeremy. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, uh, then the, the next show that's coming up will be... Uh, just no, Wednesday. I don't have it in front of me. Wednesday. Uh, your next show. My next show, yeah. Wednesday in... Um, Wednesday. In um, Connecticut, I will be seeing Al. Um, New at, London, Connecticut, right? New London, Connecticut. Yes. Ooh. Um, so is, is the, that the Guard Art? I don't have it in front of me. I'm yep, going off memory. Yep. Guard Art Center. So, um, so we will not have a um, a review episode for Portland, but our next um, concert review will be another Ethan only in New London. Hey, hey, hey! Looking forward to. All right. Well, enjoy your couple days off, and uh, thank you so much for joining us, Alexis. Oh well, uh, the, it was a real treat to get to hear another perspective on the show this evening. The honor was all mine, and uh, yeah, Frank to thank for leaving the door unlocked, or, other, <laughs> or otherwise I wouldn't have been able to join you, you folks tonight. And then we will. Will I see you guys on Saturday next week? We will be there. Ooh, we'll be there. Nice. That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 7 centimeter. Gonna buy me a t-shirt, never have to mow the lawn. I'm gonna get me the t-shirt with the hyphen gone. I used to have the t-shirt with the hyphen that was there. <laughs> Luckily, during Yoda chant, my eyes started to stare. <laughs> I saw a guy with a shirt and the hyphen was gone. <laughs> so I ran over and told Marnie and then I wrote this song. Oh. <laughs>